0: Uh, before this episode of Here With Me, uh, I just want to state that we here at Maelstrom Radio, although we love Paul metal, uh, we do not condone violence of any sort. Uh, so please sit back and enjoy this episode of Here With Me. Welcome to Maelstrom Radio Presents Here With Me. A series about the stories people want to share about their journeys with mental illness, trauma, and negative thoughts. We are not professionals, nor are we a substitute for their professional diagnosis or treatments. Please enjoy. Here with me. Today, uh, on this episode, we have Paul Metal from Move Go Round. Hi, Paul. Hello. How are you doing, friend? I'm I'm doing quite good, other than waking up. <laughs> uh, Paul's from, uh, over across the pond, so he's, he's, he's graciously earlier in time than I, than I am, so he's, uh he's over here hanging out so uh uh paul uh do you want to share your uh story with people or are you hi a, or, or i am you paul i'm an alcoholic oh oh no well,
1: that's that's not story
0: <laughs> I mean, uh
1: mental illness I've had, I've had depression for roughly fuck what 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 fucking year are we in now
0: 2019
1: yeah i'm gonna say good Seven years. Been been one hell of a drive, ups and downs. But yeah, I I, I don't know. It's, it's I'm actually quite
0: open with this. Mm-hmm.
1: Usually, uh, I keep saying it's a rabbit.
0: Do you, do you? Uh, well, I'll have a question for you then. I mean, for seven years, but have you been medicated all seven years? No. No. When when did you when did you stop and, and realize you needed to get medicated? Or when did you or at least when you needed to go get help?
1: Um I would say I think it was after my third attempt at my life. Or well, was about two years ago. So about then, so it didn't non medicated for about five years. I think at the end I just finally said, Fuck, I <laughs> Fuck yeah. It was more of the people who were around me at the time, I threw them under the bus because I not know what I want to do. I just wanted to lay in bed and just smoke and shit like that, and it was like, after the third time I tried to take my life, I was like i I just think I need help because i want I want to carry on doing stuff, you know there's always that small voice in you that's still trying to spark life i but all I'm, like
0: i'm super that, aware like,
1: <laughs> so all that blackness just, just around you constantly you think about it you can't you can't see it but it's there a small glimmer of hope so um i'm gonna bring this into i would say a religious term. see with religion people turn to religion because it gives them hope Mm-hmm kind of thing. So I'm, I'm not a religious man. So trying to grasp onto the hope is really hard. You don't have much of it, you know, The only hope you can account on is for others to try and give their hope to you. And that's what kind of happened to me because I couldn't see mine. I was, I was long gone with all the loss and I had, I, I lost a good friend. Uh I lost an ex fiance and it was just a Daryl spiral into this blackness where I just wanted to be gone from this world. I, I would say school didn't help me with that either because they told me I was retired. So my confidence was pretty bashed up before that. But being medicated now, you sometimes I take it off and on. I see it like some days I'll be good. You know, I won't need it, but then there are other days where you just want to crawl into a ball and just want to die. That's when I take my medication. If you, if you know what I mean, like I'm not, I'm not against it, but I'm not for being Medicaid all the time. Because you need to l- learn, I would say, learn to to know when you don't need it. You can't rely on the medication constantly, if you know what I mean. I hope, I I hope you know what I mean right now. Yeah. Yeah, you have to learn that you're taking it, but you also need to learn that you will not need it for the whole life kind of thing. You need to break through the darkness somehow. So I'm taking a drink. So that's that's my view on it, I would say, of medication.
0: I, I, I can't remember what the question was. I want if offer a bit of a tangent there. <laughs> no, it's it's perfectly fine. This is just kind of like a free-form discussion between friends. Uh, do you... I mean, do you often feel that um, with... With, like... Maybe, maybe I can ask this in a better way, like, like, how do you feel, like, how mental, like, because I can, maybe I can describe, like, how the states work, but in the UK, do you feel like mental health is, is a big deal over there? Like, does, like, the country want, like, their, their people to be, like, because it's funded healthcare over there, correct? Like, you know, you're not looking at insurance, like, over here in the US, correct?
1: Yeah, correct, it's free over here, but... The thing is, uh, I uh, it was recently in the news over here that um, uh, that the mental health clinics are. I can't remember where it was, but it was somewhere that uh, kind of kind of fucked up. That like they didn't really care about the people that were there that had mental health issues. Mm-hmm. What is kind of really bad because those people that need mental health issues that have mental health issues need the support, and the people that were working there didn't really give it their all yeah like i'm saying if you do like say if you're if you're in the uh the support center trying to help people with mental illnesses please put your i, I know it's draining but you need to put your 100 percent into it yeah because if you don't you're just going to force them into just a way bigger spiral of confusion it's going to eat them up a bit more It's like, um, like over here, it's fine. I've talked to my psychiatrist. She is a lovely, she's, she's helped me quite a lot because I turned to drinking all that. I still, I still do drink as like most people know. Yeah. If they know me, I, I'm a drinker. I'm an average drinker, but when I'm working, I don't drink that much. That's when I come back from work. It's like. It's weird because I don't like going to mental health. I'll say institutions, Mm -hmm. mainly because I feel degraded. And I know a lot of people feel that, that if they have to go to this place, they feel like they're going to an asylum because I'm, I'm pretty fucking nuts. Like if people know me. Way back when, when I was a kid and I didn't have like depression, I was just a happy go lucky. I wanted to be a forensic scientist, you know. I was, I was like, oh yeah, you know, getting into. it. Now they talk to me. I'm just batshit insane, talking about random bloody shit. You know, I um, uh, I did a quote yesterday that someone quotes in a Discord I'm in. Uh, my friend, uh, I couldn't find it. It's not that far. i was on the right Discord. Uh, it was basically because I'm I'm weird. My friend was asking, so what do I do now? And I just said, castrate yourself. Um because, you know, that would never come up in normal conversation. But the shit I've gone through I you don't give a shit. Yeah. And that's why I think most people need to need to realise, like get into the hang of like most stuff doesn't give a shit. But the one thing that does give a shit is your life and I someone's someone talked to me yesterday because they've recently just came out gay and they've been getting bullied for it and they've been getting depressed about it and so I literally told them to not give a shit How- and to you know kick their heads in but that's that that was the that's the fighter of me
0: I, I I have a question for you when when what um, yet again? I, I want to preface this as well. Paul and myself and every anybody that speaks on these episodes, we're, none of us are health mental. We're not. None of us are in the field. We're just just people that have that deal with our own uh, our own mental health issues. we were just having a discussion about it. But I just want to put that out there real quick. But uh, Paul, when. when and we'll speak upon i guess like you're bringing like you're bringing something new new to the table here because you you yourself are bisexual your your friend yeah. just came out as gay like and i it's hard like even even in the world today even though we're becoming more accepting as a world it's still very hard for people um do you find that like as you started to come out um and and everything did you feel like you were it was easier for you to To just stand up and be like, I don't care what other people think about me when when it comes to this aspect of my life. I'm just gonna live it, and that made you feel better, or or was was it at first? Were you very afraid to even speak up about it?
1: I was afraid because the friends I had in school, they were very, you know, they they used to you know pick on a gay guy because this guy was openly gay at school. Good Mm -hmm. on him, you know he. Did that, but I was gay because obviously I was bisexual. I was, I was still going through the, uh, the feelings of, you know, I like both genders, you know, it was, it was different. I didn't speak out of it until my last year and I lost a lot of friends that day. Many because they didn't like the side of me because I think most people have seen the side of me where I can be like, I have like my gay side where I talk about fashion and, you know, talking about men every now and then, you know, and they, they they just couldn't stand around me because they just didn't like it. Um, I felt a little bit betrayed by that. It was very hard, but I had one friend that would stick by me through that. And as I left school, I went to college. Um, school is not really the most place to be open about stuff because people are still very childish in school. Because as I think we can all say, school was a bitch. School, high school, they, that was a fucking bitch to get through, you know, but when you start going to college, I think college is, I know in England, it's way more open, uh, over here in England because it's, it's very different. You start college at 16 over here Mm -hmm. Uh, and in America, you start at 18 or like 18, 21. I can't, I think it was 18. You leave high school. Roughly. yeah. You know, and you can get scholarships and shit like that. That doesn't really work around here colleges you just like take courses of things you like you know like engineering you know science all that and then after that you can go to uni i say it's much more open there because it's less childish it's more you know it's, it's more open they have they have support groups over there as well in, in school you don't have support groups you really don't you, you have nothing like that you know it's 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 a doggy dog world when it comes to school that's why I hate schools. I hate them with a the passion. Like when I, I, I think after I lost my friend, I was at the, when I left school, I was 16 college. I I broke my foot and she came to see me. She died in the car accident. It was, it was different because she was the only one that stood up to me of, of me being bisexual. And so. Honestly, what you have to do is just basically just tell them to the fuck off. If they do pick on you for being gay, straight, fucking bisexual, asexual, or all the other types of sexual. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just honestly, just stand up, tell them, go fuck yourself. Simple as even if it's just in the middle of school, you have to stand up for you because no one else will. It's literally that it's a doggy dog world. Yeah. You had to basically just, you know, stand Even if you don't have the courage, just build up and just say "fuck off" or "fuck" or "get a life." I don't know if 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 you're not a person to swear, then just tell them to bugger off. But Unless you're American, that might sound weird because I think do the Americans use "bugger." Uh, no, no. Okay, so "bugger off" is just a polite way to say "fuck off." Pretty, it's pretty literate there. Uh, it's just it's just a very polite way to say fuck off so bugger off and just say you know leave me alone and if they don't leave you alone you know one kick you, you know one kick around the head, set them straight well in a sense
0: uh, yeah i, I want to That's just my you on that i want <laughs> i want to go back and touch on something that i think resonates with me and i think it's something very similar that i've 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 personally has had happened over the last 10 years or some plus actually is that you mentioned not only treating people like crap but also that the darkness and then having that little spark of uh, that voice that little spark within you um I have um it is a uh, it is I mean it re- it just it just like hits home with me especially because of like I treated people like shit and you and i kind of discussed a little bit like how you know like how i i was and it and it's it's hard like i isn't it, it, it do you, don't, don't you feel like like the little voice in you is saying you you don't 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 do this and then like you just like and the and the big brain or whatever you want to call it like the 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 one in control kind of is like nope <laughs> and and it's and it's shitty right cuz you end up hurting really great people who are you know want to be in your life and wanna want to be your friend and stuff like that and you you turn around and um you don't get that like you you just you, you end up hurting them and and possibly losing them out of your life completely um do you, i mean have you i mean did you was it a lot of people you hurt, or just some specific people or
1: um there was actually uh one uh I would say recently, but it was mainly uh, in Heaven's Ward of Far Fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, I I heard. Uh, I, I don't know if you know um, you,
0: you Stage and Ritz. I, I don't. I was gonna so say um, you don't. You, you don't have to they, say they, names.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's um. I I heard that I uh, heard because I was talking about raiding, and you know I kind I kind of cut off. I'd left. I was gone. I no no. I think I heard them and like, like they were good people. Yeah. They were really good people. And I went and did that and kind of ruined that relationship. And that, I, I still think to this day about that. Um, I've had a lot of other people that just wanted to be my friend or something. I just told them to go fuck themselves. So I thought they were literally just messing around with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there was one where I was in college and I had two friends that got together over the summer and I came back from summer holiday and stuff and I, you know, I was happy for them. Don't get me wrong. I was happy for them in college. Like this was back in my engineering days. And um, at this at this point in time, I kept going to my uncle, uh, my uncle Mick's place because um, he recently got ran over and got diagnosed with prostate cancer. Um, God raise his soul. And I kept going over there every, every weekend to see him, spend time with him and stuff. And I got a phone call, uh, about, uh, from my friend who was crying about, Oh, he's deleted me on Facebook. And I was like, wait, what? And I kind of like, I ruined that relationship cause I kind of got into it, you know, like, cause I say really different stuff to compare to what other people say, you know, I don't know what I, I understand what I talk about, but they don't. And that's how I fucked up that relationship and we never got back to it. Yeah. It was kind of just mass anger because I did have anger problems and I was like, look, you gotta talk to me in that way. Go fuck yourself. I'm just trying to help, you know, it's your fucking relationship. It's not mine. And then I, I lost that relationship quite out. Everyone comes to me. About their relationships, and I'm just like, what?
0: <laughs> what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> I oh, mean, Jesus Christ. It, it, so, it, it, I mean, now that now that you've been you're, you're properly medicated and you're you're living life, I, I know you. You know, you, you're you. You would say you're in a better place now. Like, you have a girlfriend. You're you have a job. I mean, do you feel like you're you're working towards you know? making yourself uh like i'm not you know none of us will always any you know at any point be perfect or or a hundred percent like fixed but i mean do you feel that you're you you feel like you're on the right path one second sure uh, thing.
1: sorry
0: about that that's Someone okay. came into my room to see what i was doing that's okay um do you feel uh I mean, do you feel like you, you're on a better path now than you were when you, about seven years ago? Do you feel like, hey, I'm I'm finally, I'm, I'm getting, I'm happier, I have this girl, I have a, a great girlfriend, I have friends in my life, you know, you have your show. I mean, do you feel like you're finally doing the things you, you've you wanted to do?
1: So that's a, that's an interesting question because I see that I'm, I'm trying not to disappoint people. Okay. In the sense of I'm trying to be in a better place, but there's still always that nagging down a nagging doubt in the back of your head.
0: Yeah. There's
1: always there's always that, that darkness that will always keep creeping, keep creeping. But I say being medicated it it does help. But I still feel like one of these days I will disappoint them of not being my um not being myself in a sense sometimes the medication makes me a bit i would say too not me mm-hmm. i'm at a points where i was just weren't me i was i was just like blanked out like i was like high all the fucking time like i was just, hey, just living life just doing normal stuff and i was like
0: hmm.
1: i mean i'm I'm supposed to be weird. Like I talk about killing myself in the sense that I, I do. as it. mostly a joke, but I, I never used to talk about that when I was, when, when I am Medicaid, I'm very just, I don't know. I say, I wouldn't say I'm down to earth. It was just more of, it wasn't me, but it was me in this, in the sense of two kind of like directions. And I like. Being medicated is more, I don't want to pop a pill because I don't feel like myself and I fight that battle a lot because I don't want to wake up every day and take a pill. I just want to wake up and be me, not depressed and that. And striving towards that, yeah, I have, I have work. I, I get injured every day what's fun, I guess. Uh, I do, I do have an amazing girlfriend. It's just, yeah, you know, she's so far away. It's hard. Yeah. You know, it's living with those kind of, they help and they don't help at the same time. If I, I guess if you, if you know what I mean by longest, long distance relationships suck. Cause you can't be with them every day. You, know, you get to see him every so often throughout the year, you know, like, IRL, like, yeah, I do play games with her. We do a lot of stuff online. And with work, work is a bitch. Like, if people know me from possibly, past week, I've had um, a punched in the eye by a guy who had a really fucking sharp ring. And I had a black eye, my, my, cut on my eyebrow, and it sucked. But l- if I was in a better place than killing myself, I would say yes. I'm in a better place but I've got people I talk to on a day-to-day basis. I play games with, I think working towards that is worth it in the end because you can come on and talk to people like me and Flius and other people in say any gaming community that does suffer for it. There's fucking discords for it. There's, you know, I think gaming is just a way better place than i that i'm in now because i've played gaming through throughout all my depression it has helped it has very much helped so i would say yes i'm in a very good place but still there is the nagging doubt in that good place you're not fully there if you know what i mean that's what i know what i mean i hope that brings a kind of brighter perspective of where I am now where all these good stuff has been happening to me. I have been getting into another hobby as well was cosplaying cause that's like another mask cause all depressed people and all that, they wear masks throughout the day, everyone wears a mask where you pretend to be happy. I've feel like I've broken that must ages ago because I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I I'm o i am i i am openly talk about depression and all that. I talk about everything. So being in a different place now than I was seven years ago I would say I'm in a better place better place now where I'm not, you know, injuring myself on purpose and I'm not trying to uh, commit suicide.
0: Definitely a good place. I, I man, you, you hit on you hit on a lot of great points there. I I want to I want to make sure we 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 focus on like one point really that you made is that the mass. I like that. Um, hmm. I completely agree with you. I think a lot of people for, like me as well. I've forced happiness or a, a, the presence of happiness, like, and and you know better than anyone like uh we do we do our shows right we do we, i do Maelstrom radio you do Moog around there is a sense of like we put on that host act where hey welcome to Moog you know hey welcome to millstream radio or hey welcome moo around and we we discuss things we laugh we joke but then when we shut off those mics we go back right back into and especially cuz we're at home when we record these things we're right back and those, there's no mask here and i think a lot of people don't see that side of us where we're we 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 put out like this content and we make these jokes and we laugh. And we poke fun of the games and Final Fantasy fourteen or other video games, depending on what show it is. Maelstrom Radio Moogaround. Um but we we I don't think we ever stop and and I, I don't think our listeners may stop and ask. You know they may listen and say I'm getting entertainment from these. These guys are really funny. These guys are like they seem happy. They seem excited about the games. But uh, but then really on the inside we may be drowning in our own pain and sorrow and and unhappiness and and then like people who like if like we like I went to FanFest and there's people that met us and like and I and by all means I am so happy to meet our fans and and give you hugs and high fives and mm-hmm. and 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 hand you our cards and talk to you and then but I think there there is that little bit of disconnect of where some people may not see us as Normal, like, all right, they're 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 hosts, they're cool, and they do these things, and they're they're content creators. But then, really, I'm just a normal person. Like, I I have my own issues. I work a job. I go like we do all these things that we normally do, and we're just like them. And even though our shows may bring them a sense of happiness or, or stuff like that, on the flip side, I do my show because it was initially I, and and I'll, and I quick. Quick backstory: I did podcasting because I was so deep into loneliness on my day-to-day life that I saw it as a way to To talk to people once a week like just once a week And that's when I did evercast and I did it as a way to be like I'm gonna talk to people once a week about a video game and then Granted yes, I I met people through that show and it was great because we talked to these people but a lot of it was I'm talking to these people because I do this show and not saying it wasn't genuine. I I adore some of these people are still in my life and I adore them. Shin is one of them. And, and, but it was very, very weird and strange that like all the podcasts I did was always a reason to keep pushing forward. Even though Shin says you're great at podcasting, great at content creating a lot of it. Initially it started off as I want to have some form of human contact. (laughs) So I'm not sitting on my couch every day not talking to people and it's not work it's work. I, I, at the time I worked for a company and I did talk to like customers, but that wasn't like human interaction outside of like having genuine human interaction, like talking to people and, and, and expressing myself and laughing none of that. Um, and I think that's a lot I, I and tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that may be some of it for you as well, Paul, because I think, I think you love having that that bi-weekly show you get to sit down with chili and discuss the game and take yourself out of sometimes the moment that you're in um and i know it's hard for you because i know your girlfriend's long distance but you make and i gotta i gotta give you mad props it's not easy having a long distance relationship but you know what when you when you care about somebody and you want to make it work you make it work and you've been making it work buddy i gotta give you some ma- major credit because if if you want it to work it'll work and you've been making it work
1: it's like, it's like touching with that human interaction. I, I guess you could see why I, I raid a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because that is my human interaction. <laughs> at work, my human interaction is, look, you're drunk, go home. Or you're starting a fight, you hit me, uh, well, I'm pressing charges. That is work in a nutshell. Yeah. you know they're, 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 That's human interaction physically. It's either I'm throwing someone on the floor or I'm throwing them in a car. You know, it's even one at that point. Uh, with the podcast the podcast. I, I love doing the podcast I like sitting there talking about Final Fantasy because it's, it's human interaction you know I love coming on Discord and talking to people I'm always on Discord with people because it's human interaction because I don't get that IRL I have zero friends well I would say I have zero friends I have one friend who lives near me and we only talk on Discord we don't even go out you literally just talk on
0: Discord. I, I get that, utterly. <laughs> uh, the uh, and there was the other thing I wanted to touch on besides the mass. Um you mentioned the like the the, the, med- the medication, right? Like you the when you feel good, you know, you don't take it and but because you struggle with that part of I wanna feel like myself. And you fight, and I know you. I know you know. I know you said you, there's days where you're great, and you're like, I don't need my medication today. But there's the, the next day you might not feel that way, and I know that struggle might be hard. Where you're like, I don't. I want to feel like my normal Paul self. But do you feel like? And I I think for the people that listen, especially the people that might struggle like you, do you feel ultimately the better choice is always if you if you feel like it's you're not well, you're not you're not having a good day. The pill is always the better choice.
1: I would say yes. It's it's like any situation. Like if you're ill, take the medicine. If you're if you're if you're mentally drained and you feel like you might make some bad decisions, take the pill. <laughs> you know, it's it's stuff you can't control. You can't control your emotions. The your emotions just happen. You know, and having that pill that can control them, even if you may not feel like yourself and you feel like you could possibly do harm to you or others take the pill to take it it's like i will i like i don't want to take the pill for the rest of my life mm-hmm. you know you do you do you do you don't want to be taking pills for the rest of your life that's you know time you do be taking pills it's either you got a headache yeah or your old age you know you're like in your 70s you kind of have to take pills you know
0: <laughs> i understand <Yeah. laughs> that i get
1: you know, because I'm 23, 'cause I'm twenty three, you know, 24 now, and I don't, I don't want to be you know, taking pills. It just makes me feel old.
0: I wanted you to. Know, po- so,
1: oh, I, I, I gotta take my vitamin C pills.
0: <laughs> I wanted to no, point I, that I out. I'm so sorry, and I, I didn't get to point it at the beginning of the show. But you, I think, are the the youngest person that I'm having on this series, as as far as I'm aware uh I, I yeah you might be the youngest person on, on the series so like for me like i i'm now i'm gonna be 34 this year and i'm finally getting the help i need and although you're younger and you're getting the help you need um i think i think we can both say it doesn't matter when you start right like as long as you go get the help as long as you get the help i don't care
1: you know, if you're like 16 or you know 103 maybe a the 103 is kind of pushing it, but you know, you just need to get help. Help is, help isn't always an open door. It just, it needs you to go through that door. You know, even if it's just a phone call to talk to someone, or if it's talking to your GP to get you some help, you know, they can send you in the right direction. Always. So all you need to do is take those steps. To go through that open door, what is help? And you just stick through even how terrible it is because we all know it's fucking terrible, it eats you up and you look like a sausage, (laughs) just laying in bed. You know, the pan is your bed. You're making a sausage. The sausage is you just slowly burning away inside. All we need to do is get out of that bed and just go down to, to go. So we need to go through that open door and get the help. You know, and it takes a few minutes, depending where you are, give or take. I'll go to your clinic, psychiatrist, phone call, you know, talk to your family. They can help you. Just talk, just make the decision. You know, you can sit there and procrastinate, I can say the word nearly procrastinate over it for a good couple of days of trying to make the decision. But this, this this decision could save your life in theory, it could save your life. Actually, no, not in theory, in truth, it will save your life. if I didn't take, if I didn't start taking the help two years ago, I, the Force would have been my final time of taking my life, and I, w- I would not be here today. Would not be. I would be six feet under in a ditch or in a river. It depends on how I'll do it. You know, just take the help. You know, red pill or blue pill, one's help, one's endless regret. I'll take the help.
0: Which pill are you willing to take? I listen, man. I, you know me. I, I went, I went for the help. <laughs> I went for the help, like because I hurt somebody. I, I, de- I cared for, and and that, and the, that little spark, that voice, that little voice was like, dude, like you fucked up, and it's bad. You fucked up bad this time because you care for this person. You care for it, like you didn't. I like I didn't want to lose that person out of my life. And because I didn't, my 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 natural go-to was just eject people out of my life, no matter who they were. And eventually I would have been everybody. Like, eventually it just takes its toll. Like, some people put up with me just long enough. Or, like, like Shin's very, very patient. But eventually, like, my, you know, eventually I'll cut people off. Even if it's for, like, a year or two years, I, would, I, w- I won't talk to them. And I've done that to friends before where I just eject them out and I bring them back in. And, like, it could take its toll on them. It can ultimately just be like, man, I can't keep doing this with him. Like, I can't keep doing, like, I'm a, I'm not in his life, and I'm in his life, and I'm not in his life again. Like, they, they can't do it, and it sucks, and, it, and it, it it sucks a lot that I hurt this person, and, but they were, like, they, they were the impetus, like, they, they weren't the, the reason why my ass was on that couch. Like, that was my dad, but they were the, the impetus for me to be there. Because I told myself I do not want to hurt anybody else like this again. Even if they were never my friend again, I don't want to hurt anyone like this again. And I, I you know, I had my breakthrough with my dad, and I, I got re- you know my dad issues are done, and like I'm on the I'm on the bro I'm on the a- other side of it, and it's great to be on that other side of it. Um, and you're I, the up and up. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, and then things are changing, and that's so good. And like, I feel so much better that things are changing. Um, and do I think that that I could have that friendship? Maybe. I mean, if if they want it, like it's it's everything's up in the air. Everything could be hopeful, but I think you know, just like you said, it's you. I I I hold it, and just like you, like you you keep reminding yourself of it. But I think we can both say is that do you do you. Do you take it and like blame yourself daily? I don't think so. I don't I don't let me put word in your mouth, but for me I don't. Like I don't blame myself. I just take it and say, "Listen, I'm not, I'm not going to do this again." I'm like I hold it and I'm like I, because I, I want to learn from it and be like, "This is what I'm going to do differently for the rest of my life and not do this again." I had
1: uh I I would say I blame myself for a lot of things. Uh I but I, I blame myself for the Two deaths. Well, I still think it was just kind of on my hands, but then um, I have had people say, "Well, it wasn't your fault because it wasn't." <laughs> you know, you're like, but you still have that. But you're holding on to it for the better. That's good. I want to get rid of mine. I don't want to feel like guilty because I feel like it. It was my fault if if I didn't ask them to come see me. You know. Maybe if I saw my fiance's mental health earlier, you know, and it just, you know, um, people have called it survivor's guilt, but, you know, what was.
0: You're. And, <laughs> and, and, and Paul, they're right. That is, it, well, it is, well, to an extent, yeah, it is survivor's guilt. Um, You, you know, I, I mean, as your friend, I would tell you, of course, it's, it's not, it's not your fault. I mean, it's it's just like all right. So I, I I you know we can we can discuss this. And I don't. Uh, back when I was in middle school, I, I witnessed my friend get shot. And you know, for the longest time, I thought like, what could I have done differently that morning? Like, could I have asked him to like meet me up in front of the school, or can I have done this differently, or could I have told him like, hey, let's meet up over here, and like and like could have that changed his fate? And eventually eventually I started to, you know, once once I started to get older and I started thinking back on it, I was like, you know what um, A, you know, in religion, not religion, or whatever, however you want to put it, sometimes fate is fate and we all have just finite amount of time on this blue marble and I would think would my friend want me to spend my days thinking was I at fault or how could I have made it different or would they want me to want me to spend my days trying to seek happiness and be in, and live my life to my fullest? You know, it's and I, I would say that's the same for you, Paul. Like, you know, would would these people that have passed in your life, would they want you to sit there and blame yourself more than more than likely? No, they would want you to live your life and be happy and seek happiness yourself. Um, you know I care about you, Paul, and I, I want to see you happy. I want you to seek happiness. Um, I think that you you've made great strides. I think that you are on the on the younger end of things um, for sure, and you still have, you know, you have the most potential out of anyone I think I'm talking to to change, to get that happiness that you want, and to not be able not not need to rely on pills, and. You know, I'm excited for you. I really am. Um, and you're growing every day, and you're you're a great person, Paul. I'm I'm glad you. Please came. no. I
1: I don't I don't want to grow anymore,
0: please. <laughs> Not in height. <laughs> <laughs> please, please have mercy on me. <laughs> All right, Paul. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here?
1: I think from. From experience of being depressed, the one thing you have to try and do is try and make fun of it. It works for me. Well, I take the absolute piss out of it. I think I've (laughs) I've said this joke a couple of times. Yeah, it's, it's it's dark humor. But it helped me see the kind of there is no bright side of suicide. But try to either make fun of it or make people laugh. Cause that's how I kind of get through the day is if I've made one person laugh, then that means I've made them happy for only a few seconds of the time of the day. Say with you know, with all the American friends I've, I've met with flyers included, they love it cause I say cunt and wanker and, a lot of other swear words that we say, and they find it funny mm-hmm. and that, you know, I've just brightened up their day for like a good 10 minutes of laughter. And uh, I know like this month, this month has been kind of trash, yeah, the trashy m- month of March so far, uh, because everyone's had been having issues and they're not wanting to come on and speak to me. They just don't want to come. <laughs> and or they don't turn up to raid days and they like do it like oh but 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 raid days you know and it's just cry after cry mm-hmm. but yeah just you you have to find people in a sense because i think finding people helps the process
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know first you get the help second you find people, you know. I found chili Flatus, you know. I found all these people in their discords and stuff. I'm just talking with them on a database. If it could be funny, could be, you know, could have been anything. You know, that's what I raid constantly. I, I raid with a whole lot of different people because I want to, mainly because it gets my mind off everything. Makes I'm more focused on playing the game. I'm more focused on just, you know, winning. Because, you know, I want to beat fights. And that's you need to put energy into something. Like with me and Flawless, it's podcasting and playing the game and then working on friendships. You know? That's what you guys need to do. You need to work on yourselves, but also work on a hobby or something. To put that energy towards making you try and get that glimmer of light bigger and bigger and bigger until it just consumes the darkness. Because a quote from the game we play where there is light, there is also darkness, where there's darkness, there is also light. There is a balance. There is a, there is a, there is a fine light of balance, but light can overcome darkness, but the darkness will always still be there. It's only the final calamity that will happen. And that calamity is that you get help. That is the calamity. Yes, I just brought that to Final Fantasy references. If you're caught up with the news of the trailers of the game, then you get that. If not, then uh, play Final Fantasy. It's that's that's also good.
0: <laughs> may, you, <laughs> may you forever walk in the light of the crystal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think I made that quite good. I, th- I think so I'm so, I, shit I out, think I'm
0: getting a on <laughs> yeah. works for me. Uh, Paul, thank you so much for coming and chatting with me uh, about your uh, about your depression and what you do to deal with it and uh, the journey you're taking still. Um, you know uh, go, go ahead and tell people where you can where they can find you. Well
1: you can find me at Round where I do a podcast bi-weekly with chili because if i'm on twitch uh, i'm moving around i usually stream on there when i can you can find me on twitter at paul one where i do a lot of femoro pictures for no random reason and bunnies because bunnies are
0: awesome it's true yeah bunnies, bunnies are awesome bunnies. shout out to <laughs> Bunny. uh thank you paul so much uh again uh You know, we want to, every episode, I want to end it with just letting you know that we we are Maelstrom Radio. You can find us on maelstromradio.com. Of course, you can find us on Twitter at maelstrom underscore radio. Our DMs are open. If you need a chat, you want to reach out to us. You can also email us at show at maelstromradio.com. If you just want to send us an email, if these episodes are, are uh, speaking to you or, you know, or just make sure that you seek the help and it's proper help and, uh, as Sarah said uh, the last episode you know there is help locally and um, at all um, pr- you know price levels and if you're in the UK or in a country where your your mental health is covered as part of your uh, your your country's health care please go seek the help there you know if you know it's a little bit harder sometimes in the states but it's worth the effort and if it's all, you're in a, a country where you can just you have access to it please go seek it out um, you, you you are important, and uh, you deserve to be here just as much as Paul does and just as much as I do. Uh, thank you all for joining us for Episode 3 of Decade of Darkness, a Maelstrom Radio miniseries. Uh, we'll be on to Episode 4, and Episode 4 is going to be, and I might butcher their name, it is uh, Zonax uh, from Balmung, who is uh, not only a Final Fantasy fourteen player, Um, but they have have dealt with their own personal, uh, mental health issues. And they are, um, they also work in the, um, the field as well. So, uh, thank you, Paul. Uh, go listen to Paul's show and you will laugh and learn about, uh, chicken. (laughs) Uh, thank you all. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you all. uh, And have a good one. Thank you for listening to Here With Me. Please stay tuned for more episodes in the series.